Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh everyone. Welcome back to Talk One Tea. I'm your host Sarah, as you know, and I'm very, very happy that you decided to join me today. Today's topic is something that I'm personally very passionate about. It's something that I have lots of experience with, and I'm sure that it's something that you guys uh, might struggle with as well. I really hope not, but um, seeing in this world, this day and age that we're living in, I know that this is a very, very prevalent problem. And I really hope to help as many people as I can with this because it took me a very, very long time to get to where I am right now. And so you're probably wondering, Sarah, what are you talking about? What's the topic today? So today I really wanted to talk about self-confidence and self-image and how to use Islam to combat the lack of it. Now, just for a little bit of background, um, and just a little disclaimer, I am not a mental health professional. Again, like I said in my last episode, I am not a scholar, I am not someone who is very highly educated in Islam, I am simply a servant of Allah, and I really want to help as many people as I can because this is something, as I mentioned, that I struggled with a lot, and it took me a very, very, very long time to get to where I am now with, uh, in regards to my mindset, how I approach bad mental health days, how I approach bad body image days, and especially um, with the hijab, it's something that I feel has become more of a prevalent problem for me and I'm sure for many of my sisters as well because the hijab is covering the most one of the most beautiful parts of a woman, right? My hair is something, before I put on the hijab, something that I used to take a lot of pride in. I put a lot of effort into always making sure it looked good. So when the idea that I should put it on came into my head, at first I was kind of like, no way, I can't imagine myself doing that, especially because even though you couldn't tell, I had very, very low self-confidence. I never let it show, no one would ever have guessed, but it's true, I really had crippling self-confidence. I did not like the way that I looked, I didn't like the way that I talked, I didn't like the way that I thought, I just, I don't know what happened to me. I just required so much validation from other people and I know that this is something that a lot of my sisters and brothers, this is uh, to both of you, this is something that just in general people struggle with is validation from other people wanting to feel valid from other individuals who you think are better than you, who you're achieving to or striving to be like. And this concept of low self-image is something that I personally feel is engraved into our brains from almost the second we're out of the womb there's always something that's going to be wrong with us you're never good enough you're too ugly you're too fat you're too skinny you know you should maybe try to shed a couple pounds gain a couple pounds the earliest memory that i have of insecurities in my life is when i moved to canada so originally i came to canada from saudi arabia I wasn't born there, I was born in Kuwait, but I kind of moved around the Middle East a lot and I lived in Saudi Arabia for a couple years and I came to Canada from there and I remember the type of clothes that they wore in public school in Canada was very different because back in Saudi Arabia we used to wear school uniforms so everyone was wearing the same thing, there was no discrimination against class or uh, you know just against personal style so I remember what was popular <laughs> What was popular uh, in Canadian public schools at the time was leggings. And like I mentioned, I was in the second grade. We were about 
what uh seven six or seven years old and all the girls were wearing <laughs> leggings and obviously you know in Saudi Arabia that's not something that's very commonly worn so I asked my mom and uh you know she agreed she took me and we bought a couple and I remember being so excited I tried them on when I got home and I was just absolutely ecstatic I thought I finally look like the girls at school I finally fit in with them and then I remember wearing them to school uh, the first day after I got them and I sat beside my friends so we were all sitting at a round table together and I <laughs> this is so now that I look back at it it's just so horrible that I was thinking that at such a young age but I was looking at my legs and I was looking at their legs and I remember thinking to myself why are my legs bigger than theirs this does not feel right I feel ugly compared to them Oh my gosh, every time I recall that memory, I'm just in such shock of, you know, what went through my mind to be thinking that at such a young age, that is absolutely not something that I should have been worrying about. And the fact that it was says a lot about our society because no child, especially at that age, at any age, no person should have to deal with those types of thoughts just being in constant comparison with other people always thinking that other people are better why can't i be like that person so that was the beginning of a very very long journey with loving myself and accepting myself and i really hope that what i'm about to tell you uh everyone all of you whether brother or sister i really hope that you know you can relate just know that you're not alone and i really want to help to the best of my abilities to you know just let you understand how amazing you are as a person your looks do not ref define you and you know the title of this podcast is uh your reflection does not reflect you and this is something that is very 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 true what is looking back at you in the mirror does not reflect who you are as an individual so growing up i was never the prettiest i was never the smartest i was never the most funny i was just kind of there i was very very average you know i had my friends we all uh, enjoyed each other's presence but growing up i never understood why people enjoyed hanging out with me because i just felt like i wasn't benefiting them in any way i wasn't contributing anything to their life i was just kind of a way to pass time so that definitely uh, affected a lot of the friendships that I had growing up I was just always feeling insecure always uh, you know if I was in a group of friends I always thought that they were excluding me or hanging out without me and those insecurities just absolutely destroyed me mentally they destroyed my friendships my relationship with my family it would get so bad to the point where I would just avoid going out in general because I felt like no one deserved to look at me just because of how ugly i felt and when i'm looking back at photos of that period of you know time in my life i was i was just a normal kid if i saw a kid who looked like me on the street i would not think twice you know it's just a kid i looked normal i did not i was not uh, ugly i was not fat i was not any of that so the idea that those thoughts were in my head 100 percent, i can tell you with full confidence came from social media now um 
I'm just going to make a quick disclaimer that I will be making some brief mentions of eating disorders, so if that does make you uncomfortable, please try to skip ahead, but this is something that people need to be aware of because it is a reality for many, many people, and it was a reality for me. It got to a point for a while where I was just so insecure with how I looked that slowly I would start to reduce the amount that I was eating to the point where I won't get into deep detail, but it just got really really bad to a point where i would start passing out or like uh becoming like near to passing out and every time i think back to that point in my life i just it's not fair i did not deserve that i did not deserve to feel that lowly about myself because i was not like i i was normal okay i was not anything super excessive and that's not to say that ugly is something that well, first of all, ugly is an incredibly subjective term, okay? Even beauty. The term beauty or what is attractive is something that is entirely subjective. Like what I find attractive or beautiful might not be what my best friend finds attractive or beautiful. And that's normal, okay? What I find ugly may not be what my friend finds ugly. For me personally, I find ugliness stems from your inside. If you have, you know, if you're bad to people around you, if you're bad to your loved ones, just being, you know, not the best possible person that you can be. For me personally, that's where ugliness stems from. It is not something that is physical because physical ugliness to me does not exist because I believe that Allah created us all in the most perfect ways. And I would not doubt for a second the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us because this is the same one who created the sun this is the same one who created the moon the beautiful ocean you know when i'm looking outside and it's maghrib and you know the sun is setting i just think subhanallah how can the creator of this beautiful sunset ever create something that is imperfect everyone and i mean absolutely everyone and i know that this is so cliche everyone is beautiful in their own way and i truly mean it i do mean it i'm not just saying this to make people feel better about themselves but it's genuinely just how my mind works it's genuinely how i think beauty stems from the inside just like how ugliness stems from the inside beauty stems from the inside the most beautiful people that i have met in my life they all had good akhlaq they all had amazing personalities they are so kind so generous so great to the people around them and they don't expect anything in return for their kindness they are kind for the sake of being kind and to my muslim brothers and sisters who i've met who i just thought were absolutely beautiful they are kind for the sake of Allah. Like, wallah, you can see, like, all the people who are do their best, strive to be their best for the sake of Allah, you can see the nur on their face. I cannot make this up. They are so beautiful. Their face just lights up a room. It's so bright. And I think that if you are someone who is not confident in the way that you look, first, you don't start with your outer appearance. You never start with your outer appearance because no matter how hard you try to look the way that you want to look, you're never going to be happy. Those insecurities will never go away and I'm speaking from firsthand experience. If you are someone who is insecure and you're not happy with the way that you look, start reconsidering and reflecting on your personality, on your inside, the way that your mind works, your intentions with how you do things. You need to switch up the way, your intentions. For example, if you see a stray animal on the street and uh, you decide to feed it, there's two different types of people. 
there's a person who will feed it out of genuine concern for the animal and there's a person who will feed it for because there's people around and they want to look better around those people they want them to have a great image of them and that guess where that's rooted from insecurity and the constant need for validation so if you're going to start doing good deeds do it with the right intentions because believe it or not that really matters so much and it does reflect on you know your brain it does affect uh how you think and one more thing i wanted to add uh most of my talks will be targeted towards my Muslim sisters, but this is a topic that I know affects the brothers as well. I personally, I do have a younger brother who is turning 13 soon, and it's it breaks my heart because from a young age, when he was very young, he would start weighing himself, you know, on the scale. He would always mention how he's not heavy enough, and this is extremely rooted in my family calling him you know very skinny you're too small you need to eat more uh he's someone who just naturally has less of an appetite and that's fine you know he's a good weight for his age for his height but because of those outside comments that um a lot of people keep making about him that he's too skinny too small he needs to gain weight that that definitely has affected him because I do see him weighing himself on the scale saying that he doesn't weigh enough and it just absolutely breaks my heart because in my eyes he's perfect the way that he is and I know that there is nothing perfect in this dunya perfection is for Jannah but uh, a lot of people in this dunya I see are the closest possible thing to perfection in my eyes because they are a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so if you are a guy who is insecure about the way that you look, if you think you need to weigh more, you need to weigh less, don't start uh, with the gym. It's a, a very good thing. It's good. If you're going to go to the gym, do it for your own you know, sake of health. Do it for your own, um, just to you know, increase your lifespan. Uh, working out is a natural antidepressant because it does increase the dopamine levels that are being released. But... First, don't go to change the way that you look, okay? First, just go with the intention that you want to work on your health. If you want to feel better about the way that you look, work on your akhlaq. And this is for my sisters too. Everything that I just said, this applies to both. Don't start changing your appearance with the intention that you're going to feel better about yourself because like I mentioned earlier, those insecurities will still be there no matter what. I promise you they will still be there if you do not work on your mindset. If you do not work on just the basis of loving yourself and accepting yourself the way that you are, you will not go anywhere. Even if you sculpt yourself to the most beautiful, like subjectively beautiful person that you can imagine, you will never feel good about yourself, even if you get to that point. And if you are someone who is insecure for the sake of validation from others, if you are someone who is constantly worried about what others think, or if you are someone who, you know, um, <laughs> at this age, you are looking to find a spouse, you're looking to get married, and you're just so worried that no one is going to want to marry you for the way that you look, I promise you, especially me as a girl, we, like, looks... Attractiveness does matter, but I promise you, 80% of it is just personality. I promise you. The most, like, conventionally unattractive people have been attractive to me simply because of the personality that they had. And the most conventionally attractive people have been so incredibly unattractive to me just because of their personality. 
And the key here is that, you know, the way to an amazing personality is by doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is following the sunnah, reading about the prophets, specifically about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he is your ultimate guide, okay? He is your absolute ultimate guide to being the best possible person that you can be, to gaining that just amazing personality that's going to attract people in, that's going to charm people, and that's going to make people look up to you and admire you for the right reasons. This is setting an image for Islam. By following the sunnah of the Prophet you are setting an example, you are showing all the non-Muslims that this is what Muslims are like. And in this day and age, with all of this, you know, um, media that's been spread, all of this false media that has been spread, all of these fabricated and manipulated stories that completely alter the image of Muslims in a bad way, you know, you can change that so easily. All it takes is one person at a time, right? One individual at a time. Follow the sunnah of our Prophet ﷺ. Learn from him. Act like him. And, you know, as a collective, as an ummah, we can change this perception that the West has on Muslims because it is something that is so detrimental. And personally, as a Muslim girl living in the West, sometimes I do feel unsafe just walking out and about with my hijab on, if I have the abaya on, I feel unsafe. I feel the stairs, you know. Luckily, so far, I have not been approached by anyone, but there are many times where I feel like someone was about to approach me, but kind of changed their mind, you know, last second. And it's scary. I have been followed. I have been stared at by, uh, you know, non-Muslim people. And it is something scary. And this is all, you know, I can almost confidently blame it on all of this false news that the media has been putting out about us. There is one verse in uh, Surah Taghabun which says, He created the heavens and the earth with truth and shaped you, giving you excellent shapes, and to him is your ultimate return. I think about this verse a lot. It is a you know, super source of comfort for me, and it should be for you too because you need to understand that, like I mentioned earlier, the creator of all of these beautiful, beautiful things, you know, the ocean, the nature, you know, you look outside, you look at the trees, you hear the birds chirping, the sun, you know, just absolutely pouring through the leaves. The most beautiful sights in this dunya that you can imagine. This is the same creator that created you. How can you doubt for one second that Allah made a mistake with you? How can you do that? How can you praise all of his other creations, but doubt yourself, but put down yourself? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you in, his, in your most perfect form. And that, that's a fact. That is, you know, something that is not changeable. That is something that is not arguable. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam, he made the angels prostrate to him. This is a human Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the angels, the angels, he ordered them to prostrate to a human being. That is how proud Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was of this creation of humankind, of mankind. Personally, for me, the turning point in my journey to self-confidence was seeking comfort in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That honestly has been the ultimate source to 
uh, my confidence that I have now. I won't say, like, I'm not overly confident, but I'm happy with the way that I look because this is a na'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, you know, I'm very, I couldn't ask for anything better. I've learned to accept it. Being average is okay. That is fine. As long as you're dedicating your time to worshiping your creator, to worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being average does not matter. If you're going to be above average in anything, it should be in your worship. Being above average in school, being above average in your looks, being above average in your personal achievements is absolutely nothing compared to being uh, an overachiever in your forms of ibadah, in your forms of worship. Because in the end, realistically, your grades are not going to help you get into Jannah. The way how beautiful you are is not going to help you get into Jannah. And your achievements in life, depending on whether they were, you know, uh, to causes of good, they can help you get into Jannah. So if you are going to do something, make sure to do it with the intention that you are doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because that does put barakah in the things that you're doing, even if they're not necessarily forms of ibadah. Here is an ayah from uh, Surah Al-A'raf. And if an evil whisper comes to you from shaitan, then seek refuge with Allah. Verily, he is all-hearer, all-knower. Verily, those who are al-muttaqun, when an evil thought comes to them from shaitan, they remember and then they see. But for their brethren from among the devils, they plunge them deeper into error and they never stop short. This relates back to what I mentioned earlier, that the absolute number one way to combat, uh, you know, lack of self-confidence is to turn back to Allah and to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for you. To ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help you accept yourself and to understand the amount of beauty that you hold as a human being. To help him to improve on your personality, on your akhlaq, just to help him to ask him to help you to improve on those aspects i promise you will help you so much in your journey to self-confidence and if you are someone who cares a lot about the looks of others uh you know back to my previous example if you're someone who is looking to get married don't ever look just for you know attractiveness attractiveness does matter obviously you need to be with someone who you are attracted to because in my opinion that is the basis of a relationship but don't keep it exclusively to looking at the way that someone looks because we are going to age it's inevitable we are going to get old no amount of plastic surgery is going to stop that fact so if you stay with someone just for their looks how beautiful they are in this moment it's not going to last <laughs> what's going to happen if that true love is not there and you guys grow old and then you look at your spouse and all you can think is how ugly they are oh my goodness I don't, I don't mean this in a condescending way because I know that this is absolutely a thought process that some people do hold, but, and it is the sad truth that some people do genuinely think like this. So if you are someone who thinks like that, you know, seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make dua to him to make it easy for you. And I promise you when you meet the right person, you're just going to know, you're going to feel it, not just from looks but just from their personality, your chemistry, how you get along, how the conversations go. So all in all, don't obsess over looks, whether yours or others. That is the moral of the story here, because in the end, really, it is something that is so superficial, something that is so materialistic, and it will absolutely get you nowhere in life. I can promise you that. So now to conclude this episode, I just kind of want to give you guys a protocol or kind of like an agenda 
uh, of steps to take in order to achieve self-confidence and acceptance in the way that you look. So firstly and most importantly, which I feel like is an absolute given, seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him to make it easy for you because no one can help you in the way that your creator can. And that is just a given. That is a fact. <laughs> you cannot change that. Secondly, work on your akhlaq and work on your inner beauty and it'll work its way out into your outer appearance. The nur will begin to show on your face. You will just become overall a more beautiful person because you are beautiful on the inside. And lastly, do things that beautify you and take care of your health, such as going to the gym, sustaining a healthy diet, you know, just taking care of your general outer appearance, such as your skin, your hair, with the intention of good health, not out of a place of insecurity. Always remember that Allah is beautiful and He loves beauty, okay? He loves beauty and to Him you are beautiful, so do things that make you beautiful in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, I think that I'm going to bring today's episode to a close. I really, really hope that um, absolutely anyone got uh, any benefit out of this. I really hope that I was able to help in, you know, the best possible way that I could. And I just want to remind all of you that you are beautiful. Man, woman, girl, boy, you are all beautiful. So become beautiful in the ways that make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala see you as just the absolutely like most beautiful simply being a Muslim is beautiful in its own way so take pride in that use it to your advantage and lastly don't ever feel like you are not enough because I promise you that you are we were all put in this dunya with a purpose and that purpose is worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so as long as you stay true to it as long as you stick to it you will always have a purpose in this life even if you don't feel like it even if you don't see it and if you are someone who does struggle with self-confidence, please shoot me a message. I am more than happy to talk. I am more than happy to help because I only have so much time in this podcast. But, you know, uh, in my own life, if you ever need to talk to me, I have all the time in the world because I really want to help in the you know most effective way that I can. If this podcast was not enough, literally shoot me a message. I will be more than happy to help out and talk to you. And I wish all of you the absolute best. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. May he uh, elevate you in his ranks. And I'm very, very happy that you joined me in this episode today. And I really hope that you enjoyed. Thank you so much once more. Assalamu uh, alaikum. See you in the next episode. Maybe this week, next week. Again, Allahu alam. Bye.